good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. Now, normally, this is a one-on-one show, 70 minutes, some polite conversation between me and another amazing community member. But I have assembled the Avengers, and this is the this is the main East Coast Avengers, not the West Coast mm-hmm. Avengers, which they're okay. But if I'm going to roll with anyone, it's going to be the East Coast Avengers and folks. We're going to be talking Starfield. We're going to be talking Xbox Showcase, which, of course, is happening this Sunday. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a chance to uh, podcast all week. And every panel has been a group of different people who you have not heard before give their expectations for the showcase, give their expectations for Starfield. And uh, that, that journey continues tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Boom we are having uh, Doom Cutie and Silent Cipher both make their debut on Double Barrel Gaming, and it's going to be our official prediction show. Web Dave's going to give his predictions. Dreadpool, Fuzzy Belvedere, Crispy Bomb, and of course our two special guests. And that is going live tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And of course, then on Sunday afternoon, directly after the Starfield Direct, I have put. I think this is. This is even bigger than the Avengers, folks, because like 10 people are going to hang out and give our post-show reactions to what is expected to be Microsoft's version of the Year of Dreams. But let's get into the um, the podcast that we're doing today. Semi Games, welcome back, brother. One of the biggest RPG dudes on, in, in, on the planet. Obviously, you have... I'm sure that there are Starfield uh, spaceships running through your mind because, you know, you can't (laughs) wait to play that game. How are you, brother? Welcome back. I'm doing really good. And thank you so much for the invite, Boom, as always. Yeah. um, You know, whenever we give out our predictions, a lot of mine are probably going to be role playing games because I love them so much. Um, But uh, but yeah, man, I've I've been doing good. I uh, I haven't played Diablo um, 4 yet. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Crusader Kings on my PC, as we were talking about before the show. Uh, but I do plan to get into some Diablo here uh, hopefully soon. And I am really looking forward to the Xbox showcase on June uh, 11th and then also the Starfield show right after. And then, of course, even today, you know, we have Game Fest, um, which I'm really, really excited about as well. So there's just a lot of uh, gaming shows and game announcements to look forward to here in like the coming uh, the coming week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy because obviously uh, the Monday following uh, the Xbox event. Uh, well, Microsoft specifically along with Xbox will be back at court uh, with cats to uh, deliver their final evidence. Uh, we're going to have some big uh, coverage on that. And of course we have the Ubisoft event. We have the Capcom event. Uh, there's a, there is going to be a lot going on. If you are into gaming folks, this is probably the biggest time of the year. And uh, we've had some pretty big releases and uh, who here saw that uh, there was a New York advertisement yesterday for Diablo, Diablo 4 yeah. where it says, Welcome to Hell, New York. And someone took a picture with the yellow sky that we were had hazardous uh, <laughs> breathing air almost the entire 24 hours yesterday. And uh, it looked so ominous. It looked so like a perfect commercial. And uh, did you see Lulu's response? Yeah. Uh, she did in Lulu <laughs> fashion. She confirmed that they that this was not that had no affiliation with the smog that was attacking New York, which was hilarious. But uh, listen, 
We're here to talk games, and who better than to bring in one half of living split screen? Ooh. You know him. He tells you that he looks at things from an RTS view all the way back there so he can see the whole picture. Yeah. Ill Rain, what's going on, brother? Welcome. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful people, I want to thank you for joining us on this X-Vlog Live as we get things ramped up for this wonderful gaming weekend, um, especially on the showcase front. A lot of up interesting things upcoming, uh, and boom, I'm glad to be here, man. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who I am, I am Steel Rain. That's I, Steel Rain, I, the T's a seven everywhere. And again, boom, it's a lovely day to be here. Um, it's going to be a fun day to get into because I'm interested to see what Jeff Keeley is going to get into later. Um, and then we're going to have some amazing conversations today. So much love. Yeah, I mean, uh, are we going to get a, a, a you know an Xbox surprise? Uh, are, are they going to, I mean, some of the speculation, at least that I've been around, is uh, wouldn't it be the trifecta? If, uh, you know, in surprising fashion, that Hellblade 2 shows up there with the gameplay trailer and then at the end of that gameplay trailer gets a uh, gets a release date for the fall. Uh, now, I don't know if, if people would agree with that because people were like, I want to see that at the Xbox show. But, man, I'm going to be honest with you. You steal the thunder from everyone if you do that, because not only would Hellblade be technically, quote-unquote, coming home, because obviously Senua and Hellblade 2 were announced at the Game Awards in a surprising fashion that I think even shocked Jeff Keighley. Uh, And then, of course, the game and Ninja Theory came back, uh, I think, two years later. We got that in-engine gameplay reveal with the the Titan. Um, It would be pretty cool. I'm going to be honest with you, because like I said, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, boo, Jeff. I get it, man. I, I Sometimes he does things that even make me scratch my head. Uh, but I've said it before, and I will say I, I stand by this, folks. I think Jeff Keeley, even though he wears his PlayStation heart on his sleeve, as he should, is an important part of the community. Um, and I, I think what he does, especially at the end of the year with the Game Awards, is something that I look forward to. And I think every year since it started, it's gotten better. Um, and... Uh, I think that Senua starting off the event, and again, this is complete speculation, would be pretty dope. But one bad mother, one of the voices at You Had Me at Hello, obviously he has ties to the Xbox era podcast with our very good friends, John, Nick, and of course, the, uh, the, 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 the podcast manager behind the scenes. How the heck have you been, one bad mother? What's going on? Hey man, well, uh, it's uh, it's basically Christmas for gamers. So uh, thanks for for letting me on the show today uh, to let some of the the excitement out. Uh, I, obviously, I'm incognito mode today because I am on lunch at work. So I'll be having one eye <laughs> my my work emails there and I on here, and then I'm trying to keep both of them open because I've been playing a lot of Diablo lately. Uh, which is, uh, you know, I think stealing a lot of, uh, sleep from, from a lot, from many of us these last few days, but, uh, but yeah, man, I am really excited about this and, uh, you know, and we'll get into it a little bit later, uh, boo, maybe at a d- different show, but you know, I'll, I'll actually be, uh, doing one of my own thing here soon with a, nice. a YouTube channel. So yes, we want to hear all about that brother. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta run by some of these, the brand names by you and see what, what, <laughs> what seems to stick but uh but yeah man just 
thanks for for bringing me on here. It's going to be a you know, great panel, and I'm really looking forward to the thoughts. I think this is going to be their biggest show of this generation, probably of the last two generations. So uh, it's a it's a great time to be talking about it. Yeah, uh, last night on primetime gaming, folks, uh, as we had 913 people in the chat live, which is again completely bananas that we can get that many people here and to listen to the insanity of five shows per week because we're averaging some big numbers. It's like I said, I, I, I'm always incredibly surprised and in, more so thankful for the support. Um, this show, uh, we talked about it last night. We have a list, a, a list, not the list. Uh, this is a list that was dropped uh, by Idle Sloth uh, yesterday or the day before. Got a lot of people talking. Uh, it is... It is a who's who of holy shit. That's all I can say. Now, I can tell you, uh, if this list winds up being true, I got news for you. Sometimes the gaming gods just set a path. And walking down that path right now is Microsoft. Uh, They had a a great start of the year. They they hit a pothole. Obviously, Redfall didn't do so great for them. Uh, The CMA block really kind of took the wind out of their sails um but if you turn around and you, and you and, and and taking a line right from steel rain if you take an rts view of what this year could potentially be just imagine this for a second folks sony takes a complete dump live on for everyone to watch their show mm-hmm. was nothing more than a four and i'll give it a five because of spider-man it was it was what jim ryan's playstation looks like so if you are a playstation gamer that's your future. You're going to get your one, one or two uh, third, uh, first party AAA bangers, but they're going to go the service game route. They want to make money, and that's your future. Now, if you turn around and you say, "Okay, they're limping," they 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 showed up and they they they, they fell fl- flat on their face. If Microsoft hits on this show, which we all believe is going to be their year of dreams, and in that same year that we get a Hellblade, we get a Motorsport, we get a Starfield, they all hit, and they close ABK. I got to be honest with you, folks. I'm getting goosebumps. I don't think you could ever, I don't think that year could ever be replicated again. And that's what is potentially, Microsoft's and Xbox's future, potentially. But, Mav, what's going on, brother? You are going to be working hard, because obviously you have a huge, nice, and uh, great following on your YouTube channel. Uh, I know that you guys are going to be doing your prediction show on Friday. How the heck are you? Yeah, not bad, man. Um, we got lots of stuff we're doing, dude. It, like it, <laughs> for, we've done our, we actually did our prediction show on last Friday. Friday. Oh, show. you did. Okay. Yeah, but the uh, no, you're good. Uh, but we have co streams galore coming yeah. up, and it's it's going to be crazy because it starts today with Summer Game Fest uh, over on our channel. I think you're going to be there, Steel. Uh, oh yeah. Well. <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be nice it's gonna be a blast we're gonna be uh living the dream this is the time of year where we just sit down and take in the glory of gaming yes. as new games get announced yes. as we see updates on uh, games that have already been announced that we've been looking forward to as well and um i'll tell you one thing i'm most excited about seeing later at summer game fest is that mortal kombat one gameplay Ooh, juicy. yeah that's going to be amazing to see. Even just knowing that's going to be there, I'm pumped. Because Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat 11 looks sick. It was already amazing. 
and to think what it, it could be now with what where they're uh with where you know they could go with the uh graphics and everything in Mortal Kombat. I'm I'm pumped, but uh this is about Xbox, right? This is about showcase. Oh. This is about predictions yes, and indeed. speculation, and that's oh. what I'm all about. So, well, dude, you're I'm you're co-mayor here. along with Pong Souls in the chat. I'm a part of that. I I, I think Steel Rain's a co-mayor of a speculation town as well. So, I mean, you know, like it depends on where you walk on the side. For me, it's there's cotton candy and it's and 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 it's a balmy 32 degrees and it's snowing. I love it. Oh, See, yeah. I like I like the cold. So, uh, yeah, it's a speculation time and. Uh, who better to have than you, uh, one of our co-mayors of Speculation Town here today? Folks, We I got to open up with Starfield. Uh, as much as I've been podcasting in the last couple of weeks, uh, I haven't spent enough time talking about it because we don't have a lot. We don't know a lot about it, right? We know that it's Todd Howard's baby, if you will. We know that it is Bethesda's first new IP in almost a decade and a half, 25 years, two, two decades and a half. Uh, we know that it has been delayed, um, and it's been delayed for good reason. Um, nobody wants a bug says the game, and they don't want to release that. They, they want to release a game that is going to blow your socks off. Now, of course, one of the biggest questions about the release is 30 frames at 4K versus... Well, but you know, obviously, 60 frames at maybe 14, 14, uh, 40p. Is there going to be a performance mode at launch? No one knows. Uh, I'll say this right off the bat 30 frames on an open world game doesn't bother me at all. I, I could care less. Um, but I know that there are a lot of people that love the 60 frames and will play it in 60 frames. If there is a performance mode at launch, I will try both out. Uh, but if there's not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scream and shout. And I know that people that want to play maybe at 120 frames will play it on PC, and you'll be able to do that. But uh, I, look, I I, I do want to talk about the expectation of this game. Um, this is coming. We're we're gonna get a 30 minute package of Starfield, obviously more than likely led by Todd Howard. We're going to get to see some gameplay, which, of course, is incredibly important. Uh, I'm sure they're going to uh, uh, you know, point out this is running on the Series X. This is what it looks like. Uh, Steel, I'll start with you first. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot that people are expecting from this game. Um, again, I think that it's probably one of the most important releases for Xbox in the past five years. Mm-hmm. I'd even, I would even say that this might be even more important than Halo Infinite because it is mm. Bethesda, it is Todd Howard, it is an IP that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. We know that he's been dreaming about this for over two decades, and the technology wasn't there for him to deliver this type of game. Right. Um, what, what, what are your expectations for their direct that happens right after the Xbox showcase. My main expectation for Starfield, especially as somebody who is not a um, Zenimax Bethesda fan, not because I don't like their games or whatever the case may be, but more so um, I've never really spent time in their worlds outside of Elder Scrolls Online. And single player games are really uh, few and far in between the ones that I really put 100% of my effort into because that's how I play games, right? Um, 
but for me, what I would come to expect first, I am going to I am going to lead off with, and I don't mind being wrong if it ends up being the case. Um, I think Starfield is going to be sixty frames. Um, even if it ends up being 14, 40, 60. Yeah. Um, I do think that that's part of what the extended time was for. Again, um, you don't say that you were in polishing phase last year. Be given another year, uh, to work on the game. Um, and then not come out with all the bells and whistles, especially now under the understanding uh, with Redfall's uh, issues and everything that we ran into with that. Um, now you got you have the monkey on your back. Uh, you have to prove you have to kind of it's like one of those scenarios where you got to put up or shut up. Right. Um, and I I'm still fighting with the idea that Starfield is bigger than Halo. Uh, well, bigger than Halo Infinite, I should say, mainly because Halo Halo's the Halo's issue right now is an issue that only a game like Halo would have, right? It's been a long, it's been around for such a long time. Everybody has their own kind of uh, idea of what it needs to be, where it needs to be, how it needs to play. Um, and no matter what you do, none, none of your fan base is going to be happy because everybody wants it to go a different way. Um, I thought Halo released successfully. I still think Halo is a fun game to play. Any game that you could put over 100 hours in, I don't think that that's a waste. Now, yep. is it like Halo 2, 3? No, but that's all. it was also a different time. So when we make that comparison to Starfield, I do think that this brand new IP um, with Xbox bringing ZeniMax in has created this zeitgeist that Starfield has to be the biggest thing for Xbox because what else have they shown up to this point? Um, you have no other IP, like first party IPs that really speak for your brand outside of like a Forza. Uh, Gears is not in existence right now um, outside of Gears 5 and Gears Hive Busters, which were good, which was good content. Um, but nonetheless, you need something that's going to speak for your brand now. And also, Todd has been talking about this for such a long time and he's been so adamant about how much passion and how much love and dedication he's putting into this game. Um I have to believe that this game is going to end up is going to be extremely important for Xbox, right? Um, that's part of why we heard the the rumors behind the scenes that they sent in um, their their teams to get in there to help out with uh, with Starfield because um, unfortunately they weren't able to get in there with Redfall, but. With Starfield, I think it's going to be a completely different scenario. I think it's going to blow a lot of people's minds in many ways, um, especially mine more so because the biggest thing, and I've heard people say, oh, why do you have any interest in Starfield if you don't like Bethesda games? And again, if you heard what I said in the beginning, um, it's, not that, no, it's not that I don't like their games, but their games don't typically speak to me. Starfield does in many ways. I love space. The idea of it being something that's more so based in reality, right? Yeah. Um, this journey, I know a lot because people say, oh, we don't know what Starfield's going to be. Well, you've played previous Bethesda games, so you have some idea of what they're going for. Um, but also, Todd has came out and blatantly stated it, that this game is about humanity understanding what's out in the galaxy, understanding what, what, else, is, what else is out there, right? Um, and I'm not word for word i'm paraphrasing of course but um so yeah i mean for me my expectation is for starfield just to blow people out of the water again i can't todd howard has many different things that he has to kind of fight against right some people say that todd, todd's a liar he said he uh you know the the famous quota it just works uh it's constantly getting thrown around again <laughs> in voice boxes and constantly putting out there as people hype up starfield but as a visionary, as a as a creative, you can't tell 
your community um, that really care for your game. These are the people who buy your things. Tell them that, hey, this is something that I've been thinking about in my head for 20 years and we haven't had the equipment to do it. And now that we do, uh, you know, this is this is my baby now. Like I, I'm trying to bring this into reality and think that it's just going to be some half baked bug Thesda title. Uh, again, I part of the reason I feel strong about this mainly is because Zenimax is not in a position that they were in before. Um, they didn't need to figure out live service. They don't need to get additional money coming in. Um, they have to make Microsoft happy. They have to make Xbox happy now because that's their umbrella. They have the money. They have the funding. They have everything that they need to make sure that they put out the best quality game possible. And I think that's my greatest expectation that I'm, this is probably going to be the first Bethesda game that from release has me locked in um, until I get, go through my complete experience. So, you know, one of the things that I find incredibly fascinating with a game like this is discoverability. Uh, What, what is interesting Mm -hmm. is the conversations that we're going to have as gamers, Mm -hmm. because I know you're going to be on a show one day and I'm like, holy cow, you're not going to believe I found planet zero mm-hmm. and I found this dope armor. I found this gun. Like, where, where is that? I, I haven't run into that, but boom, I'll tell you what I found. And you can tell me about a planet that I might not see. Right. Because this mm-hmm. is it's it's space, folks. It's vast. Mm-hmm. Now, from what we understand, there are going to be planets that are in the game that they have made. There's going to be some uh, a game, uh, planets that are going to be, mm-hmm. yes, that are going to be uh, uh, generated, which is great. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm right there with you. For me, I, I'm probably, like, I love Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. Am I a, dar- a diehard a Bethesda fan? Eh, you know, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed uh, Fallout 3 so much that I put over 400 hours into that game. Um, I enjoyed Fallout 4 not as much. Mm-hmm. I think I put maybe 100 or 150 hours into that. Uh, I, of course, loved uh, Oblivion. That, that's probably one of my favorite Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we're we're in for something special. And I do agree with you where, uh, if you remember, before the actual delay, there was rumblings about people not being happy about it being 30. Mm-hmm. Maybe Todd, that maybe that's the moment Todd Howard and and and, and Pete Hines and and of, of course Phil Spencer said, "Hey, listen, give us a year." I know it's not going to make a lot of people happy that we got to delay this, but give us the year we can get this bad boy running. And 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 I have heard, folks, and again, I don't have the biggest connections in the world, but uh, still, this was an all hands on deck situation. Oh yeah, meaning meaning mm-hmm. that there were people working on this from multiple teams within uh xbox game studios yeah uh again uh, that that just leads back into the point of is this xbox's uh one of xbox's most important ips in the last couple of decades and with that i would have to say yes right um like who said it in the chat real quick because i wanted to throw that in there because it was such an excellent point and it's a beautiful way to put it um the one and only zane wickman shout out to you brody you come through a lot he says starfield is todd howard's avatar and to be quite frank with you guys, that's the kind of same mentality that I've kind of put on it at, at this point, right? Um, the only thing that Starfield could do at this point is, is possibly let me down. But even then, uh, I typically don't get let down about, about games, right? Um, unless something just really came, unless I was hyped for something, like Armored Core 6, for an example. Um, and it comes out to be complete garbage. 
then you know I'm, i might have a feeling about that but other than that um i have high expectations for it i'm excited um and again this for to be this the han solo simulator to be the blend of possibly mass effect uh elder scrolls and so many different things especially as somebody who just played mass effect for the first time uh last year with the legendary edition went through all three games mass effect 2 is the greatest game ever made um but nonetheless um there's i think there's a lot to be excited for now and i'm and i'm hype i can't wait for sunday yeah, me too. Zemi, I, I want to bring you in because you are probably Mr. Bethesda. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, this game is important to you. Mm-hmm. This game is important to me. It's obviously important to a lot of people in the chat and on this panel. But I think more importantly, the the relevance of Starfield's existence to an Xbox that is trying to find its footing and making first-party games that are zeitgeist material level. I think this is one of them. And I think that Todd Howard is a guy that would, if he could, and it's humanly possible, spend 18 hours of a day working on this to make sure that it's right. What are your expectations for the direct happening in three days? Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to be honest. Like, I think that this is probably Xbox's biggest and most important game in the last nine, 10 years, if I'm going to be completely honest. Okay. Um, and, and I just think, like, like this show has to be good. Like, the showing of this game has to be good. You know, they delayed it a year, so on and so forth. You know, Todd, of course, is going to walk out on stage, and I think he's going to blow everyone, you know, everyone's socks off, right? Um, I think they're going to be talking about exploration and how that's going to play a major role in this game. I think mm-hmm. they're going to talk about player choice and how, you know, uh, different, you know, experiences can vastly, you know, change uh, the outcome for every player and, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I think that they're going to show a lot of gameplay. I think it's going to be a big showing of the game. I don't think they're going to show everything uh, because, you know, we have to remember uh, Starfield doesn't come out until September. You know, we're looking at three months away. You know, they're going to want to continually market this game up until the release. I think we're going to see a, something very similar to what we saw before we thought Starfield was going to come out before it got delayed, where they were releasing all of these short little documentary kind of uh, series and Q and a series and, and so on and so forth. I think we're probably going to see something similar to that. So they're not going to show us everything during the show, but I do think that they are going to show us a lot and they're going to get, you know, everyone really, really excited about this game. Like overall, my expectations for for Starfield, I kind of feel like I already know what I'm going to get. I mean, I've mm-hmm. played a tremendous number of Bethesda games and, and not just played them, but I've lived in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for countless hours, for countless years, you know, whether it be, you know, Elder Scrolls or Fallout, like I have put in a ridiculous amount of time into these but, games. But so Zemi... What? Nobody knows what this game is. No, it's a Bethesda <laughs> game. What are you talking about? It's it's like it's like Fallout and Skyrim in space. You know, yeah. obviously there's going to be new gameplay features, right? <laughs> but like, if you've played a Bethesda game, like it's going to ring true. Like it's going to be very similar to that. You know what I mean? Like I, it's not going to be vastly different. If you absolutely just like hate everything about Elder Scrolls or Fallout, you're probably not. Realistically, you're probably not going to like Starfield unless the setting of the game being in space is just so big of a thing for you. Like, you know, you can get past all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Um, But I don't know, man. I'm telling you one thing I'm really excited and really looking forward to is a a Todd Howard moment. You know what I mean? Like you see that mountain? Yeah, you can get on that mountain. It has 16 times the detail, you know? It just works. Like one of those moments during the show, 
Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to because I love those Todd Howard moments. I love Todd Howard. He made, in my opinion, he makes some of the greatest games in the world. Um, so I'm just really, really, really pumped for this show. Uh, and I'm very much happy that they are doing it as a separate show apart from the Xbox I showcase. Agree. That way yeah. they can give this game the attention that it needs. It is literally Xbox's most important game for this year. I would actually, once again, say that it's their biggest game in the last nine, 10 years. Um, as far as 60 frames per second, I, I do think that this game will have 60 frames per second. I think that that was one of the major things uh, mm -hmm. that they did whenever they delayed it. But then also, whenever we look back, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago, uh, to that Phil Spinner interview, I think on Kind of Funny Games, right? Was, yes. Was, yeah. The, um, the interviewer, uh, he asked the question of, you know, at the Xbox showcase, you know, and during the you know, Starfield showcase, will we get a definitive answer on whether or not 60 frames per second is, you know, is is like the standard going forward for Microsoft or however the question was. And Phil Spencer just flat out said yes. He didn't, yeah, you know, sure elaborate did. anymore. I just don't think that if Starfield wasn't 60 frames per second, he would just say yes and say yes just as confidently as he did, right? So... I feel like, yeah, it's going to be 60 frames per second. It may be in a performance mode. That's perfectly fine. That's kind of what we've come to expect. And, yeah. you know, from, from this generation of games and, and even, you know, from, from like the last generation to some extent uh, is, is, you know, if nothing else, give us a performance mode kind of thing. Um, but I don't know, man, overall, I'm just really, really, really excited to see this game again. Um, and, you know, just, I can't wait to get my hands on it, you know? Um, so anytime I get to see uh, Starfield, it's it's a win for me. And just the fact that they are going to be showing Starfield, um, I mean, even though it's not even a part of the Xbox showcase, it, like, it raises the points that I give the showcase, like probably at least by three points, right? Um, so it's automatically a three for me because they're showing Starfield right after. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, folks, if you don't know how big of a fan... Zemi Games in is is when it comes to Bethesda. Tell tell the people what your dream is. <laughs> tell tell the people what the dream is for Zemi Games once you eventually hit it big and you have uh, millions of dollars. What 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 is that? What is that 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 collector's item going to look the, like? It's the best Elder Scrolls collector's item ever, right? Yes, like like a chest, <laughs> like a wooden chest. You know, maybe a metal chest, like you know, with like gold inlay and stuff like that. I don't know, like the imperial symbol on it, just filled with like septums from the Elder Scrolls universe. Like, oh, oh my <laughs> pouring God, I love that. Pouring over. <laughs> yeah, pouring, just pouring out, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like that is the greatest collector's item I can imagine uh, from Elder Scrolls. I love it. I love it. And we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to have fun because you obviously you're, you're one of the defined the, the uh, community members joining us on the post show that Sunday afternoon uh, when we go live directly after Starfield, which would be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, let's bring in Mav. Mav, you, you have on your show talked about Starfield uh, to the point of nauseam for some people. Uh, this is a <laughs> game that is, has, has an incredible journey ahead of it. Uh, it is going to define what an Xbox exclusive in this generation is supposed to look and feel like. I think there's a lot of pressure on Todd Howard. He knows it. There's a lot of pressure on Team Bethesda. This is why we heard multiple times that, even from Phil Spencer, it was an all-hands-on-deck scenario where they were bringing in help left, right, and center. 
Um, I think uh, Steel and uh, and Zemi are are like right on with the 60 frames. I think we do get 60. Uh, I think we get it at 1440p, which is fine, which is magnificent. Uh, but I think the biggest aspect of it is choice, right? We we as gamers love choice. Uh, and you, if you want, like me, I, I'll play it in 60 and see what it looks like. But maybe I want a cinematic experience. And uh, I, I'm just going based on what we saw. Because remember, there was some gameplay that we saw many, many years ago. Uh, and I thought that looked phenomenal. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine it looking any better, but it's going to be for you. What, what, what is that, that, that holy shit moment for Starfield that we're going to get at this direct? The whole game's a holy shit moment. Let's just be real. Okay, you know what I mean? Strong. Like, I it, like it. It, this is the next big Todd Howard, but does the game studios single player RPG experience that we've been waiting for. Um, the first new IP they've made in this genre since, uh, uh, well, actually, you know, Fallout wasn't even a new IP for them. They they acquired that. So this is the first new IP they've made in this genre since Elder Scrolls, right? Like, and this is Todd Howard's baby, like baby. This is like, this is a dream game that he's wanted to make for a really long time. And it, the opportunity came to finally uh, put everything into it. And the technology was finally there as well to where they could actually do something like this. Right. So, you know, we've been following this game for years now and um, anticipation is to the roof. I agree. I think we do get the 60 frames. And, and the reason for that as well is um, when Phil made those comments, like Zimmy was alluding to, he also made a point to talk about, the fact that they got in on early with pre-production on Starfield to, with their engineers and their like a team there to uh, help with that game, which was different than he said they did with Redfall, which they kind of left it aside. And like this game's crazy important. And I also agree with with the uh, Zimmy on this being the one of the most important games for them in a long time. And the reason I'm saying that is it's not that like xbox can't survive if starfield fails or anything like that it's just this is an opportunity type game uh this is todd howard rpgs these single player rpgs they're generational experiences right they these are games that people play for a decade or more uh, people are still playing skyrim today uh, the new mods all the time uh amazing stuff uh sells on every uh, platform known known to man right now is Skyrim and, and people still buying it. Uh, they just came out with another Switch version, like, was it last year or something like that? Like, yeah. these, these games are crazy um, important. Now, this is the first time they're doing, like, one of these games as owned by Microsoft. Now, they've had exclusives before. Oblivion was exclusive, right? And that's yep. one of my favorite ones that they've, that they've made. Um, but this is different because now they have microsoft's name and uh, xbox and name at risk actually if, if this were to fail we saw what happened with redfall right we saw what happened with that and how much phil had to stand on up in the interview and and try and take the blame for that moment right and um they've seen from the beginning though the opportunity that they've had with this game there was playstation was trying to get starfield as an exclusive for them right uh microsoft that's confirmed went, they, they that's, went that's confirmed fact yeah they went and got uh xbox one got zenimax bethesda 
And they said, nope, that ain't happening. They're, they're not doing it to this game, right? They're not, they can do it to Final Fantasy. They can do it to these other things. They ain't doing it with Starfield. And to make sure that doesn't happen, they were just acquiring the publisher. Let's just get the whole damn thing. So they can't do that. And this is going to be an Xbox exclusive. And it has the, the, the reason I think it's so important though, is the opportunity of defining the new era going forward, right? And we've had, you know, this, the past, you know, let's say seven, uh, eight years or so where it's been kind of like some ups and downs and we've had lots of great games. You had some down moments as well, but we heard Phil in that interview as well as he says, finally, we're on track for that game per quarter, right? Uh, you had, you had your, you know, a little miss moment kind of with Redfall, not that saying that Redfall is a horrible game. If you're liking it, you, you like it, but to the masses and to the appearance of what that game is to, you know, it, it was kind of a failure for uh, critically received and with, with some of the issues it had. So this is a, an opportunity here. Starfield is going to show up. They're going to show it. Well, it's going to be that end all be all space RPG. We've always hoped it could be that Todd uh, explained. He's, it's going to be Skyrim in space, right? And we're going to see it. We're going to learn what we're going to do with it, with the gameplay, with the story, you know, with uh, maybe the shipbuilding stuff and all these different scenarios. You're going to hear that epic music going in the background. They're going to confirm a performance mode at 60 frames per second as well. And then we're going to relish in the excitement of waiting for September 6th when we all get to play this masterpiece of a game from Todd Howard and then wait for the next game coming in the game per quarter. That's Starfield is now setting as the new era going forward. That's what yeah, I'm looking forward to. I, I agree. I, I think I think you're onto something. And obviously, Phil did say that. You know, he said that. You know, we, we they announced about a year ago that they were trying to get a cadence where where it was one a quarter, one big AAA game a quarter. Uh, and I think that being that he sees everything, they're finally on that path. He yeah. talked about COVID not being a thing anymore. He's tired of talking about it. It's now about develop, de- developing and delivering the games to the fans. Uh, we know a lot of stuff they're, they're, that they're they're working on, um, and I yeah. think that uh, Starfield, uh, which you know we know is September. Um, if you if if we're go, if we're playing quarters, right? If we're playing quarters, folks, that tells me that the December game should in fact be Hellblade, which is what the, what the rumor is. Uh, uh, Motorsport, uh, obviously, you know, uh, Sin had asked. Uh, a question in the chat whether uh, we would be disappointed if motorsport was moved into 2024 for me personally not really i'm going to play motorsport but i'm more of a horizon guy but the reason why i say i don't think that's going to happen is because the cover was announced uh to the world and i don't know i mean i i just yeah. I, i'm i'm still confident that, that they, game they also be- said that the cover cars will go into those at the game showcase and then they also said that on the 13th that Forza Monthly, they're going to be doing a full deep dive on the career mode yes. of Forza yes. Motorsport. Yeah. So would they be doing a deep dive already in the career mode if the game was launching in 2024? It's only June now. That's like seems well, way too early yeah. to do a deep dive on a career mode for a game that would be released next year. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to know in a couple of days. Uh, yep. But let one bad mother, let, let's bring you in. Obviously, you're a big Halo fan. And obviously, mm-hmm. uh, we season four is upon us. Uh, I'm nearly done with season three. I think I'm level seventy-seven. I gotta just uh, f- uh, you know close out the the hunt the the, the, the next twenty-eight 
uh, levels, which I could do that in a, a weekend. Uh, and we know how how important Halo is to you. Mm-hmm. My question to you, brother, is how important is Starfield to Xbox? Because I feel this has a potential, right, to be a Halo 3 level release, meaning that it's going to come out, people are going to go crazy for it, and it's going to potentially, and again, we don't know, become a zeitgeist IP for Xbox because this is something that's not only important to Bethesda, it's important to Todd Howard, but it's incredibly important to Xbox, and it I want them to have one of those must-have games. Starfield can be as big as God of War. It can be as big as Spider-Man. I want people to look at Xbox, and obviously we want them to think Motorsport. We want them to think Gears. We want them to think Halo. But man, could you imagine if Starfield is one of those pillars that has now held up the Xbox brand? What what do you think we're going to see on Sunday? Hey, yeah, boom. Uh, I think that's a, a great question. And I, you know, I don't mean to to be the one-up guy <laughs> the show, but, you know, I've been hearing you guys kind of talk about where it ranks and the importance. And, you know, when I think back about, when I think about like its potential impact, you know, uh, the, the impact that Bethesda games have had to the industry. And I try to look back at, at releases for Microsoft. Um, I really have to go all the way back almost 19 years to uh, Halo 2 uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, when Halo 2 came out, that was that was at, the, at a time when Microsoft was also trying to build up uh, Xbox Live and the multiplayer gaming. And that was a catalyst for that. Right. That mm-hmm. was a catalyst for their entire, uh, you know, this this differentiator between them and PlayStation and all their competition, uh, Halo 2 was going to be the thing that really, you know, uh, set the tone for why you needed to be on their platform. And I, similarly, I look at at Starfield really as, you know, you think about what Microsoft's, you know, big differentiators are today. Obviously, you ask the average customer, most people are going to think about Game Pass. But and even though Game Pass has been out for five years and has kind of gradually worked its way up, we have not seen a single uh, AAA uh, IP outside of the uh, the on day one outside of the Halo Gears and Forza. Basically, we haven't seen a, a, a big tentpole, big budget IP that really appeals beyond the the base, right? And your base is usually your early; uh, they're usually your earlier adopters, but. You know, for for Starfield, because of Bethesda, because of the impact they've had on the industry, uh, this is a game that's not going to resonate just with the Xbox crowd, right? Like, I I, I feel like, you know, for for Halo Infinite, if you are a Halo fan, you already had an Xbox, right? Or you already were planning on getting it. Forza Horizon, if you were if you're a huge Forza Horizon fan, uh, you already either had the platform or you knew you were getting it, uh, getting the next console. Starfield's going to be different. Starfield's going to be the first time where i think people who haven't been on the platform since the xbox 360 are going to look over and go oh maybe maybe i do need to think about a way to get on that platform whether it's through uh pc or through uh you know buying a second console and i i look at starfield as being the face of game pass probably uh at least until call of duty marketing ties to it down the road uh but you know i I, I look at the the importance in a lot of different ways. So I, I you know you obviously think about the the appeal of Bethesda games, 
but I, I feel like this is also, in addition to being the face of Game Pass, this is probably going to be that game that sort of is the new beginning for Xbox. Um, you know, up until this point in time, I feel like, you know, yeah, they've been acquiring a lot of studios, you know, since 2018, uh, they've, they've added a lot of studios. They've added, uh, probably, uh, you know, we're probably talking right now, like in the next couple of years, you can probably see about 20 AAA games between every, all the, the, the studios they have working on things, but they haven't really released something that's, that's, I'd say like done, gone through uh, most of its production under Microsoft Gaming, and this is a game like you get, you guys have already mentioned that they're bringing in you know help from other studios. This isn't just a Bethesda game; it is a Microsoft Gaming game. It is that's why they're all hands on deck. That's a great thing. point. I've never heard anyone actually say that, but you're, that, that is that is a phenomenal point, OBM. It's not a Bethesda game; it's a Xbox Game Studios game. Yeah, it's it's everybody's on in this thing, and and you know I think the thing we're gonna find out and, and, and Todd Howard's already dropped hints. There's been other hints out there. Uh, Bethesda's probably going to lead the way along with Microsoft Gaming, along with their AI partners. Their cloud. They, they are going to be sort of the catalyst for continuing to 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 bring in new technologies, uh, revolutionize gaming. I think with Skyrim, you're going to see things probably with it tested out with ai uh we've already heard hints from todd howard say like the technology they need for skyrim or not skyrim but the next elder scrolls sorry uh the next elder scrolls is that that, that technology doesn't even exist yet and you know you think back to skyrim you think back to i think back to the xbox 360 you know uh mav brought up oblivion and the first time I walked out of the, the dungeon or walked into the open world of Oblivion, that's the first moment where I'm like, oh, this is this is the next generation of gaming, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that you're going to get that feel again, that the wow, uh, kind of the beginning of the bar setting, um, you know. And and there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So you know, I mean, when I'm like when I look at what I hope to see from uh, this show and you know what is tower how we're going to focus on we know they've been working on the creation engine too um i would say that uh even when starfield launches this is not going to be a finished product creation engine 2 is going to be going through evolutions up through elder scrolls but uh, you know some of the things they're working on they've been working on physics on animations on on radiant ai because the a bethesda game isn't really a bethesda game because of um, you know, based off of graphics, right? Or uh, and, and I expect it to look nice, but it, it, what's going to set it apart? The reason why people still play Skyrim, like as Mav was saying, the reason people play Skyrim many years later. Um, in fact, if you look on Xbox Most Played list, I know, like I looked a few months ago, and Skyrim was still in well up there in the top fifty. If you if you limited it down to single player games, it's it was like near in the top five consistently and when you think about that game when it first came out the fact that has those kind of legs um you know the reason why people still play bethesda games that many year later that many years later is there really isn't bethesda likes out there right they are their own type of game in terms of immersion in terms of like interacting with the world living in that world and i think what they're going to be working on with this engine and what i'm hoping todd uh, is able to reveal at this show uh, coming up Sunday is how are we going, how is it going to, we're taking the next steps in terms of 
living in that world in terms of interactivity, in terms of believability. And, I, and a lot of that will probably come down to AI. Uh, they've already hinted at the fact that, you know, the AI is going to go back to focusing on, or the, the, the world is going to go back to focusing on your decisions mattering, right? The, the, the dynamism, which I think kind of was pulled out of follow-up for when they try to go a little bit more mainstream, but they're going to go back to that, you know? So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that discoverability, as you were talking about earlier, Boom, uh, being more impactful due to the interactivity, due to the sandbox improving. And so, you know, I do think that this is like, you know, Bethesda's path to continuing to set the bar for living single player worlds in a way that probably no other studio in, in, in it, you know, and I, I can't think of any, like, you know, obviously like CD project, right. exists in its own thing, you know, for different reasons, but nobody right. else, nobody else really can, can give you this experience. And if it hits the way we expect, if, you know, even if it's 80% of what we expect, it's going to be a reason you're going to need to get into the the Xbox ecosystem, you know, whether it's your PC or, or Xbox or whatever, uh, you know, over the next few years. So uh, that's that's why I think it is going to be bigger than anything since Halo 2. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think the legs that this thing potentially has is uh, is, is is years, years ahead. Uh, and, you know, obviously... What's going to be interesting? What one of the few rumors, folks, that 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 uh, were floating around was that there was a Fallout type or a Fallout level planet that you could find. Um, I'm wondering if these worlds that we're going to be uh, finding for the first time are going to have anything uh, that you know that harkens back to some of their older uh, yeah. IPs. I, I would, I think that would be brilliant. You could do um, things that are just like you never would think about in a game where you play, basically put a whole nother game, big game inside yeah. this game. <laughs> How funny would it be to find a world where there's like primitive aliens on it that are, it, but it's like a fantasy world where they're fighting I, with swords I, and stuff. And you it, just come in with like this big, like <laughs> rocket launcher or something, you know, can you imagine just, the like, mods make the population. The mods like, are going to be hilarious. Can you imagine oh, the mods? Zemi, like what you're saying there, you, you have to imagine like the mods are just going to be be out of control like oh, mm -hmm. it's gonna be great you're gonna just gonna keep reinventing the the the, the type of games that that are gonna be within this game <laughs> well listen it's it's gonna be an exciting time folks i i cannot wait for sunday uh obviously the xbox show is leading is leading the charge with 90 minutes or 91 or 92 minutes and then we're gonna get into starfield which is expected to be about 30 minutes as well maybe a minute or two shorter than that and all of our hopes and dreams are resting on this show for sure uh, I do want to. I do want to. You know, move on to the next topic because we are on limited time. Uh, but I, I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to start with OBM here. But before I do, brother, I got to catch up on some of these very generous super chats that have come in. Drawn TJ doesn't drop just one. He drops three five dollar super chats. And the first one, he says, "I like the list of uh, for Xbox show, but we need to see State of Decay three. I'm going to be honest with you. If that list comes to fruition and we don't see State of Decay three. I'm okay with that. I want to see it, sure, but if it's not ready to be shown, that's perfectly fine. Um, he goes on to say, hey, Boom, if you have room for one more person on your prediction show, I'd love to jump in for three minutes or less. You know what, brother? I'll send you the uh, the, the link. If you want to jump in uh, when you're talking about for tomorrow's show and you want to kind of just give your spiel, 
yeah, we can we, we we can make it happen. That that's no big deal. There's there's always room for you to come in, drop your predict your predictions, and and then uh, and then bounce. That's perfectly fine. Um, Sith Lord drops a very generous uh, uh, two dollars super chat and says New York needs Captain Planet to fight that smoke. Man, they need something. <laughs> uh, it's not as bad. As, it's not as bad today. Uh, here in New Rochelle, where uh, in Westchester, it's just above two hundred. I think it was 230, which is still not great because the average, if you didn't know, uh, the average air quality considered to be normal is under 100. So we're not there yet, but at least when I look out, I can see birds flying and it's not yellow sky. So that's good. Uh, and Jerome TJ drops uh, the, another super chat of $5 and says, remember, Undead Labs uh, was purchased in 2018. State of the K3 has been in development since 2019. Uh, and the coalition has helped also. It is an Unreal Engine 5. In fact, yes, it is. Uh, I mean, listen, who knows what, what, if we're going to see it or not. I just hope personally that there's a single-player campaign uh, and it's kind of something like Days Gone with a character that you can create and tell your story and, of course, have the multiplayer that we all know and love. The Herald Theorem drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Long shot SFG prediction. Um, uh, it's a well paced show. Yeah, I think I think it is going to be well paced. I think I think it, it what what we saw in the developers direct a couple of months ago is how they're because they got tremendous feedback from that. I would imagine that is how they are going to handle their shows moving forward. But OBM, this is a this this question is simplistic in nature. But the relevance of the answer is where it's going to get tricky. <laughs> How does this show for you? What could happen at this show that it's a ten out of ten? Whew, whew, that's a big simplistic well, question, but yeah. it, it, it has a lot of deep levels. We we could go for another few hours, I think, off this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we do, though, wow, I, I I noticed that we're at like six sixty six watching. Yeah, I know. I just saw how, that. How, yeah, how Diablo of uh, yeah, how Diablo esque <laughs> is that? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, and, and, and before we go any further with all those people watching, uh, let Boom know that you like his panel by hitting some likes out there. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yes. Oh, man. But, you know, like, so I guess, it, you know, it, you know me, Boom. I got always got to circle the wagons. I can never get to the point. Right. Um, you know, when I think about, like, what are the best shows? Like, what, what are the things that we think about over the history of, of uh, you know, the shows that, that have really, like, stuck in our minds or were, whether it was the E3 dreams or just like those moments that were the, the biggest moments uh, before, you know, obviously a couple of things you want you, that you expect to see. And I, something that I do look forward to at this one is the fact that we're going to finally get some of those in-game wow moments, right? Not just, not just like, Hey, we're, here's a list of, of games that are going to be fun to play, but also those things that, that, that they show that kind of, move the bar forward whether it's graphics animations physics ai you know things that especially you know as xbox gamers i feel like uh been they've been waiting you know we've been waiting uh a while i mean you even go back to last generation it's it's been a while since we had that had those showings where it was just like wow yeah this is next gen this is what this is why we got this console or this is what this is what the next stage of of gaming is going to look like uh, we're going to Microsoft is likely going to bring out a handful of games that are uh, built in Unreal Engine 5 
I think this is going to be the first time we see something outside of Fortnite that's running it on, on engine, engine five, at least showing at one of these shows. I know that Sony show really didn't have a lot of that, uh, you know, and again, like their, their focus, you know, with being more of, uh, a lot of their studios making sandbox games and more interactive games, you know, some potential to show things that are doing new or interesting things with, with physics or interactive environments. And we just talked about Starfield, right? So, uh, and I count that, by the way, as part of the show. So even though they're, they're technically saying it's different. Um, that's number one. Number two for uh, like a, a fan service type of thing. Uh, or a, a 10 out of 10 is you expect some fan service, right? Um, and that's usually where you do drop the big names. That's where, you know, like when you think about Sony's E3 dreams, the reason why people were like came out of that buzzing, it wasn't, you know, they, they got that technical game with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn opening the show and setting the tone. But, you know, then they dropped in a lot of different names that people were waiting for for a while, whether it was, uh, what, what the heck was the last Guardian developer? I forget it now, but that stuff, the Shenmue announcement, the Final Fantasy, even yeah. though a lot of those didn't, you know, either didn't come out right away. It took or, years, right. years for those games to come out. Yeah. Or, or, or even hit. Yeah. When you look back at the show, it's like, well, it wasn't really as dreamy as we thought. But, you know, at the time, <laughs> you know, at the time, those announcements were really, really exciting. You know, I think for Microsoft to hit that, that that bar you would probably need to see something like a killer instinct or a banjo hit right um i'm not sure that that this is going to be the show for those big fan service announcements i i do expect them in the next year or two um i think this show is really going to be more of i think this is probably going to be more of a I'm expecting their best show probably since the 360, but I think it's going to be more in your nine out of 10. I think they're going to hit a lot of the, the, the notes that we're hoping for in terms of, uh, uh, you know, starting to build that identity uh, in, in terms of showing us why we, why people bought the series X, um, you know, in terms of showing how they're going to, you know, set themselves apart for their first party. Uh, I think it might be a 10 out of 10 for Zemi because it's probably going to be the RPG show of dreams. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting, you, you know, not only do they got Starfield as the horse that's driving people to this show. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people who maybe normally wouldn't tune in for a Xbox showcase will tune in for this show is because that's releasing this year. Uh, and they're going to be out of curiosity or just because they love the Fez are going to be there. You know, Microsoft's already teased Fable. I think for good reason. I think they are trying to pile onto that horse and basically basically say to people, if you're an RPG fan, show up here, uh, which is going to help Avowed, right? Like when Avowed makes it it's showing. And for that there's, reason, there's also a rumor that uh, we're gonna we're gonna get the first look at uh, In Exile's yep. first person shooter, which is set in a steampunk theme. Right, right, and that's why I, that's I, I fully. Ex- you know, I think this would be the perfect opportunity to review that for the first time, right? Even if it's even if it's limited, just giving us a little glimpse of what that's going to be. To because again, you want to. I think you want to take this opportunity and, and not dilute it. Because I think a lot of people will think about, well, why don't you spread out the RPG, you know, announcements over the next few years? I think you come out and do it all at once, like like in Sony's 2016. I think that's when they really kind of cemented their identity last generation. They came out with all those single player narrative driven over the shoulder, you know, games. That's when they had the Spider-Man God of War horizon got its second showing. 
that's when Days Gone, you know, looked good out there. They they came all out with that and basically said, if you like this type of game, you need to come to this platform. And you know what happened? A lot of Xbox gamers after that came over. It's like, you know what? We're going to have to buy a PlayStation now, too. I think this is the chance for Microsoft to do the same thing with RPGs and basically say, you know, if you are an RPG fan, um, you need to be in our ecosystem one way or another and so showing the in excel stuff coming out and even like smaller stuff like showing the fallout 4 remake right or the the, the improvement or whatever they're going to re-release and there's some smaller stuff like uh there's been rumors for a while like in also has their second team working on the fallout 1 and 2 remakes um i think they're just uh and then you know game pass announcements like persona 3 remake on game pass um you know, also there's Skies of Arcadia, re, you know, remaster has been in, yes. in, in development. Why not just bring that to Game Pass? Easy, probably not that expensive. Uh, you know, just make this the RPG show. And I think like that, uh, that all that stuff together, if you are an RPG fan, I think this is going to be one of the best shows you've seen in a while. But like I said, uh, boom, I the only area I would temper my expectations in maybe is going to be some of the fan service stuff for those longtime IPs like the Killer Instincts and Banjos that we've been asking for. I think we might have to wait uh, another year or two before we get those. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, strong opinions, brother. Uh, and I, I think I, I think that if there is a, a theme that Microsoft would like to hit. I'd have no problem with it being the RPG show, especially because each one of the RPGs that they're going to show are powerful, powerful right. AAA games. And listen, of course I want Banjo. Of course I want Killer Instinct 2. And, and, and you know, I mean, the, the list did say Killer Instinct 2 by Bandai Namco. Uh, dream come true, potentially. Um, and obviously, uh, Maximilian Dude, if you know who that guy is, you should follow him. He has over a million subs. He is the fighting game dude on youtube uh he had a theory last year where uh he had said bandai namco who is no longer working on smash uh were uh we're going to take the mantle of killer instinct but hand it off to uh uh to uh arc system works hmm. who does guilty gear and blaze blue and in a combination would make killer instinct would reboot the series uh Please. i say yes yes and yes please well, if we um, get that, so boom, if we do get that, I think I'll be very close to that 10 out of 10. You give yeah. you give a big surprise thing like that to go along with everything else I just said. Uh, yeah, I'll be right there with you. And and, and, and by the way, if we do see an Exiles game, I'm, I don't sleep on that one as a, as another future monster IP in the uh, down the road. Yep. Uh, the Brian Fargo, who runs that studio, uh, was pretty much the granddaddy of Western RPGs. Yep. Uh, his, his studios were responsible. His teams were responsible for Fallout. He was the publisher for BioWare's early games. He has connections throughout the industry in that genre like nobody else. And the reason he decided not to go into retirement is Microsoft is funding his dream game, his ba basically his magnum opus. Uh, yes. He's already brought in Which is this names. game, which is this yeah. game. Yep. Yeah, I expect that a few years from now, when that's ready, that's going to be another monster IP. So, uh, what Brian Fargo's dream and his and and what he wants to it, it's it's Todd Todd Howard Starfield level. If, yeah. if you need if you need to put them side by side, that's that's how important this game is for Brian Fargo. So, yeah, I mean, great great um, great great group of uh, games that you picked, and uh, I, we're gonna know three days from now. But uh, Mav, let, let's go to you. How does Xbox deliver 
a 10 out of 10 for you. Wow. Well, we already know we're getting Starfield Direct, and we already know we're getting Forza Motorsport. So, the rest of the 100 and, uh, let's see, 100 and, around 100 minutes, I guess. No, Forza uh, will probably be five minutes, I'm sure, and Starfield Direct will probably be 35. So, yeah. and at least it's like 120, or not 120, my math, or 95 minutes or so, maybe, around 90 minutes, but we have no clue what and that's the most amazing thing like if comparing it to the playstation showcase they had to rely on spider-man 2 within that hour or so they had their show to even have any relevance of even having a reason to have a show right and that was an almost a 10 minute block yeah and and starfield has a bigger block and it's not even part of the main show yeah so if you look at their expectations on where this show is going to sit for them, even just ha- being able to remove Starfield from the equation means they're bringing it with this show, right? Like, I have no idea what they what's going to be there, but what would make it a 10 out of 10? I want to see what Phil said in that kind of funny interview. I want to see the updates on the existing games that we've already known about, the ones the 2020 reveals, you know, that everybody calls the elusive five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see some updates on some of those games. I want to see um, gameplay in engine stuff, which again, they've already confirmed we're going to see that too. So it's like any doubts I've had previously or concerns are kind of melted away. I know this is going to be an amazing show. Um, when they come out and they keep saying games, 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 games on Twitter yes. and all this, all this stuff and you know, like even Aaron's like, "Hey, I'm not tempering. I'm not tempering expectations. You know, I have no plans on doing that." When he has done that in the past, yep. Uh, they're having this show at movie theaters. PlayStation had movie trailers in their show. <laughs> this is very different from one another. Like th- this is going to be a, I think, the biggest show that Xbox has actually had. Period. And I'm, I'm talking about going back to the history of xbox within showcases and I, you may think i'm crazy mav is like thinking about uh living in hype mode too much and getting my expectations too high but i look at where we're at in in year three of this generation and we know that xbox's investment into their first party and all the games that they have working on has never been higher yep uh they should be in more of a position to be able to reveal some of these things and i think this is going to be the show that they deliver like the 2016 PlayStation show, right? That set the table for the next seven to 10 years for the brand. And I have a feeling that this could be it because I think we're going to get more first party games than we've, than we've seen before. So what would make it a 10 out of 10, out of 10 would be Halo Wars three show up. That'll be immediate, <laughs> immediate 10 out of 10. Ain't, that ain't going to happen, but uh, let's see. I, I want to see avowed. I want to see uh, Hellblade 2. Uh, we know Starfield's going to be there. We know Forza is going to be there. So then uh, I want to see Contraband. And I want three big surprises. And I, th- I think we might get one big surprise from Zenimax, Bethesda side. And then two other big surprises from uh, the Xbox first party side. Because what I live for most watching these showcases is brand new game announcements. 
Yes. Right? If I if I have something else to look forward to that I didn't know about yesterday that nobody knew about that nobody had any idea they existed or whatever uh, nobody knew the titles of the games or any of that that's when I get the most amped I'm like what is this you know so I love that I love those moments those are cool moments so um, and I think those moments could be for an Exiles game you know we could have Compulsions game if we get two of those games maybe three of them and we get updates on the other existing games and we also know we're already getting forza and starfield that's a, that's that's all you need to do for 10 out of 10 for me plus you know they'll have third party stuff there they'll have game pass day one games there as well for some of the third parties and stuff that they're gonna that they're gonna show they're gonna please the indie community with games like silk song probably and replaced yep. and stuff like that so man th- this is gonna be the showcase of all xbox showcases and you heard it here. It's going to be a ten out of ten for me. I, I have a, I have a, heart, I have a strong feeling about that. Yeah, um, me too. I, I think also they may reserve some of the live service announce uh, updates for the thirteenth um, show that they're doing. Yeah, because well. there's, there's a couple of shows right after this one. Uh, there's one obviously on Sunday. There's the extended showcase uh, the the following day, and on Tuesday is the Forza extended showcase where they're going to show a, a lot of uh and maybe maybe we even get a release date on that particular show so there's gonna there's gonna be a lot to cover uh steel rain let, let's uh let's, let's bring you into the conversation but before i do two more super chats just popped up one by jay slay just a very generous five dollar super chat and says has anyone spoken to idle sloth personally if that list is real uh Idle Sloth equals Phil Spencer. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be great. I haven't spoken to him in real life, uh, but I've spoken to him in DMs almost all, every other day. Uh, so he is a good dude. He's not AI. I could tell you that for sure. He's a human being, but I don't know if he's Phil Spencer. That's hilarious. Uh, Jerome TJ drops an additional very generous $5 super chat and says, what if Phil Spencer says one more thing? We have been in talks with all of the studios that own parts of the show and are going to make a new Mecha Salt. Mecha Salt needs to come back, but it's very messy. Even Phil Spencer has talked about it, bringing it back, and it's just because the licenses has different ownerships. I mean, it's Microsoft. They could just buy out everyone, but I don't know if it's if it's worth it. Uh, I love the original Mecha Salt. I'd like I'd like to see them continue that you know that type that type of Mecha Salt, but who knows? Um, Steel Rain for mm-hmm. you personally. Hearing what Mav had to say, hearing what OBM had to say, what, or more importantly, how does Xbox deliver a 10 out of 10 showcase for you? Uh, for me personally, let's see. Um, mine are going to be probably a little bit out, out, out there, but uh, nonetheless, again, you, you said the famous words for me. So for me, um, I've been wanting Xbox to double down, triple down, quadruple down on their multiplayer front, mainly because that's what really got them into this space and gave them a strong hold um, and gave people a reason to invest in that console brand. Um, of course, IPs matter and things of that nature. Uh, but I think a perfect way to kind of start that, and this isn't first party or anything, um, but I, th- I think a perfect way to start that would be an announcement of like an Armored Core 6 coming to Game Pass. Um, now, I'm probably going to be one of the few that are a main proponent of this game. Armor Core um, in previous history is a game that had hard um, because it was more so 
I don't want to necessarily say it was a hardcore game to play, um, but it did take a lot of effort. And you had to have a, some understanding and you got to be interested in mechs, right? Um, and the Armor Core series is traditionally had a hard time selling over a million copies globally. So it would be for Armor Core 6 to come back, especially off the heels of Elden Ring, I think that that would be such a strong point, especially with them having co-op and PvP aspects in that game. Uh, for me personally, that would be a, such a magnificent magnificent way uh, to at least bring in an entire new audience um, that I think people are... Uh, that I also think that more people will come in and enjoy it um, than ever before and do really well for not only from soft, but also give um, people a reason to be like, man, wow, Xbox got that game. Let me, let me, let me check it out. Um, outside of that, everything else for me is kind of, because I take these shows, in their own personal vacuums. Um, let's see. The, the next thing that I probably put up there outside of armor core six would definitely be, Hmm, probably a Gears collection, um, mainly because since Gears 2 and 3 aren't on PC currently, I do want for people to experience what those games were like, what the original trilogy was like. Um, and a lot of PC players may not have had that experience. And to be able to, um, especially off the heels of Gears 5, not being as strong um, as the previous entries as far as multi on the multiplayer front side of things, I think it's a perfect opportunity to not only hype up that fan base, but get everybody back involved um, as you get geared up for a gear six um, or whatever potential um, thing that you as you got worked up in the future. Uh, so that would be my number two. Uh, the third thing that I would probably throw up on there. I mentioned this before um, on one of your shows. Boom is probably here or right here on Xbox on X vlog, but. The next thing for me would definitely be Xbox stepping out into the East. Um, there was one of those games that were mentioned on that list uh, that we've seen going around the background. I know what you're going to say. Yes. Um, and for me, I would love to see Black Myth Wukong come in mainly. Oh, my God. That's a big um, because it would show people that the work that Xbox has been doing in the East is starting is starting to pay off in many ways. Um, the other thing, too, Bandai, Capcom, all these companies seem to be understand of some understanding of what xbox is doing and reaching an audience and knowing the power of game pass potentially um monster hunter rise has got crazy engagements since it kind of came into game pass um so it'd be cool to see uh that eastern flare jump in there so that the audience not only the audience but the fans of those style of games would have a reason to uh or have more of an interest to jump in if those are the type of games that they're looking for uh so that'll be my main things really for xbox to jump back on their multiplayer heavy um face or multiplayer heavy um side that they're kind of known for um but then also ring it in with some of that eastern flair that to be quite frank there's not many devs that are approaching game design um at least on a combat and gameplay level um as those teams are right uh, you got your games like Black Desert Online. You got your games like uh, Lost Soul Aside is coming up. Uh, you got Black Myth. You got all these different style of Eastern Flair games. Uh, Chrono Odyssey, uh, MMO that's supposed to be coming to all platforms that is of that same flair. Uh, you have all these games that have so much potential to round up a new fan base and show uh, that Eastern side that, you know, the West does care about those games also, um, especially with anime and all those other things be becoming more popular. Uh, just the Eastern flair really becoming more popular over the years. Um, 
that's what I would expect to see. And that's those are things that would make the show a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, again, I'm not the first party dude. I don't look at games that way. Um, it, it, no matter who the brand is, is I, I want Xbox to give people the reason if Game Pass is going to be the, the main proponent of what you're going to sell the people on. Uh, then you have to give people a reason to invest in the Game Pass. Because, again, uh, you you made it blatantly obvious it's not just about the console. It's not just about PC. Um, it's about reaching as many players as possible. And I think those things would definitely help with that. So, Yeah, I agree. I, I love the picks. And, uh, and, again, folks, rumor, big rumor, one, one of the uh, day one Game Pass titles is, in fact, Black Myth Wukong, which when we saw that, um, I immediately said, and I think I, I, I think uh, – uh, Steel brought it up when we saw that game. We were like, "Whoa, that that's a game that Microsoft has to go out and get." That's the kind of talent that's coming out of that eastern uh, area. I think that was from a Korean team. I mean, it looked amazing, and obviously, it has you know tremendous ties to Souls games. Uh, what I wanted to tell you, I, I said that, that looks like a Sony game, and mm -hmm. it'd be pretty dope if we could start saying. That looks like an Xbox game, right, Steel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. But uh, listen, before we get to Zemi Games and get his his hot take, and then, of course, we'll get everyone out of here, I got to thank Highlander001, who drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, I have faith Microsoft's show will be fire as they are renting out movie theaters and paying for snacks. You don't do that unless you know you have fire to show you missed my member chat yesterday. Ah, oh, dude, I'm sorry about that, brother. Yesterday was bananas. I will go and find it, and I will definitely read it. Highlander 001, thank you so much for the generosity and, of course, being a channel member. Zemi Games, let's get your final hot take on yes. this, brother. What does Xbox or specifically, uh, you know, what, what does Phil and his team that have worked real hard to put this together, how do they deliver a 10 out of 10 for you as an Xbox fan? I mean, boom, there's, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat as they say. Right. Uh, so it's like, you know, I, I, there's not like a definitive answer for me. Right. But what I will say, just generally speaking, before I get into some of the games that I, I would love to see there is they need to show off some really good first party games. I mean, bare minimum six or seven of them. Right. Uh, in my opinion, um, but I think also what's really important is relativity, right? These games need to also be somewhat ready to come out. You know what I mean? Like they need to show us games and they need to give us like definitive release dates, especially, you know, over like the past three years where we haven't, you know, like, there's been some dry spells and so on and so forth. So I think, you know, making sure that they're showing off amazing first party games, a good number of them, but then also providing us with, you know, release dates or release windows, some expectation of when these games are actually going to come out is really, really important. In some ways, I think that this show is like the great reset from, you know, like their 2020 and their, like their 2021 show where they showed us a lot of really awesome things. But a lot of those things were kind of further out in the distance and we never really got them. Of course, COVID came into play, but now that's gone. So I think in some ways, this is kind of the reset show of hey, this is what Xbox is going to mean for the rest of this generation kind of thing. Um, I think, you know, RPGs are going to be very, very, very prevalent on that stage uh, just because Xbox for you know, all intents and purposes is now the Western RPG box as well as like the online shooter box. Um, so I think that that's going to play a major role. But 
first party is great. I love first party, but where I differ from probably some of the people in the audience is I also want to see third party. I do. Mm -hmm. I love third party. It gets me excited. That's what I eat on as a gamer. That's what I eat on most of the year. Right. Right. Um, So I want to see some really awesome third party games, preferably with a Microsoft marketing deal attached to them, I think would be fantastic. Um, But then to take it a step further than that, I want to see some really awesome indie games. And I'm not talking about like the, you know, like the, like, let's scrape the barrel kind of, you know, to find indie games. I'm talking about high quality indie games from uh, the uh, um, ID at Xbox program, right? I want to see some really good indie games there. As far as like some games that would just like absolutely blown me away that I'm super excited and really, really hope to see. Two of them are first party. One of them is actually a third party that I hope that they get a marketing deal with. First one's Fable, right? Now, yes. a lot of people are now I know you saying, want to kick some, chi- kick some chickens. Oh, I want to kick the hell out of some chickens. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's uh, the 10 out of 10 for Zemi. I'm gonna, as soon I'm as gonna... a kick, chicken gets kicked across the screen, uh, he's going to yell 10 out of 10. I'm going to take some roosters. I'm going to make them into capons. If you get that joke, you get that joke. If you don't, then you don't. But uh, <laughs> but look, a lot of people right now, they're saying, oh, yeah, Fable's going to be there. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, people were like, yeah, no, Fable's probably not going to be there. But with the recent flight test uh, leak that I covered on my YouTube channel, I think Fable's going to be there. I think they're going to show us gameplay, and I think we're going to get a 2024 release date, and I want to see it. Um Second game is Gears 6. I want an announcement yeah. for Gears uh, 6. I mean, we know Coalition's been working on something. I you know, I think it's probably going to be a Gears of War 6. If it's a spinoff, that's perfectly fine as well. But I definitely want to see some more Gears of War. And I think that that would be really, really cool uh, just to see on stage. And I think it would kind of be like a, like a surprise announcement uh, in some ways. I mean, realistically, we know there's going to be a Gears of War 6. We just we haven't heard anything about it. Just, so, you know, to have that chainsaw roaring up on stage and to see, you know, the logo gear six, I just think would be incredible. And I I'm really looking forward to that game. The third game that I just would absolutely drive me bonkers. And, and honestly like this, I, I typically don't rate things 10 out of 10 cause I feel like everything can always be improved, but this would definitely probably make me reconsider that is a kingdom come deliverance Two announcement with a marketing deal uh, from Microsoft. You know, if you don't know, that's a uh, Western role-playing game that what that's developed by Warhorse studios. And I believe is going to be published by THQ Nordic. Um, fant- like the first game was absolutely fantastic. Microsoft yeah. did a lot of marketing and promotion for that game back in the day. Uh, I think it's sold like 5 million units. I don't know. Anyway, super excited about it. And I really hope that they can get a marketing deal with that. That would be incredible. Even getting that thing into, into game pass uh, day yeah, one would be, be awesome be as well. But uh, I, you know, one last thing I will say is I think this is really, really important. I would actually say that if the Sony show, one thing that could have saved the Sony show, in my opinion, is if they had that wow moment at the end, right? If they had like a Ghost of Tsushima moment, you know, like a little teaser trailer for that. I think that a lot of people's um, perspectives about that show would be different if they had that really big wow moment. I would love to see a really big wow moment for Xbox. I don't know what that would be. You know, some of you guys have said Killer Instinct. I think that that would be cool. But just something that none of us were kind of expecting, I think would be incredible. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm, I've, I've been a big fan and a big proponent of, hey, we got one more thing for you. Mm-hmm. I think what it does is if you can deliver a solid show and everyone is buzzing because of 
indie and third party and your first party games are all hitting and then you have the one more thing and it's the i and, and basically it's the cherry on top of this banana boat sunday and it, that's where it moves into okay it was it was a nine for me but now it's a 10 now it's an 11 because i didn't expect that that's awesome that is exactly what i wanted you walk out of there and and, you, and you're buzzing for days as an xbox fan i think they're going to deliver that i i really do like i said whether the list that has been that's floating around is real or fake, uh, like like everyone said last night, at least half of the list is real because we know those games are going to be there in some form or fashion. Some of the other things in there, like a Jet Set Radio reboot being there, they have a good relationship with Sega. That makes sense. Uh, Persona Three Remake uh, being there, they have a good uh, good uh, you know a, a good relationship with Sega and Atlas. We saw the what what uh, Persona did for numbers. Game Pass for anyone that was a fan of Persona Five and the other ones that came in, uh, you know, so it, it's it's going to be a big deal uh, on that on that front. All I can say, folks, is this has been a great near ninety minutes. I'm going to get the last super chat that just popped in here from Torino Johnson, who drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Just finished Rise: Son of Rome. How have I not ever played this game? This is Xbox's God of War. In fact, it still looks." astoundingly good like it's it's unbelievable how great that game is could you imagine if they announced rise son of rome 2 imagine that being the big surprise at the end that would be kind of dope yeah that's so he goes i would love an announcement of a sequel at the showcase i absolutely agree we know that they're hiring for it we know that they're it's potentially in development because when they put out their hiring uh uh advertisement on twitter they had the character from Rise, Son of Rome, one there, so it makes perfect sense. And uh, you know what? Again, Sunday's going to be here before you know it. We're going to be covering it right after the Starfield Showcase. But let's get everyone out of here. And Mav had to go. He had something to take care of with the family. So, Mav, obviously, uh, wish you well, and thank you so much for joining us. Zemi Games, sell your brand. You not only are a huge part of this gaming community on Twitter – but you just launched a couple of about a month ago, maybe in a little bit longer, your own Western RPG podcast where you talk about, well, Western RPGs, sell your brand, yeah. brother. Yeah, no, it's no secret. I love Western RPGs. I love them so much. And I created a new YouTube channel called RPG What, uh, where I just extensively cover and exclusively cover Western RPG games. So games like Skyrim, uh, Cyberpunk, um, Fable, so on and so forth. If it's a Western RPG, we talk about it and we cover it. Um, We have a podcast every single Thursday starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we should be having a show. And what we're going to be talking about is hopefully some really good RPGs that are announced or talked about during uh, the Game Fest that's, I think, happening at 3 o'clock today. So uh, if you like Western RPGs, uh, be sure to you know stop by, check out the show, see if you like it. If you do, hit that subscribe button. We would uh, you know super appreciate it. Boom. As always, thank you so much for the invite to your show today. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to next Sunday whenever I'm on the, uh, the post show uh, for the Xbox and the Starfield uh, shows. Yeah, I well, I appreciate you being a part of today's show, and of course, I'm looking forward to your your podcast this week, as well as uh, as you be joining us on Sunday afternoon. Thank you again, Steel Rain. Obviously, yes, you have a sh- one big show before the.
the big show. Yeah. And on and of course, we're talking about living split screen this Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sell your brand, talk about it, and where can people follow you on social media? Well, to start off with, uh, everybody can follow me at I Steel Rain I. The T is a seven everywhere. Google's the easiest place to enter my information at. Um, you'll find all my links there. Um, makes it super easy. Other than that, I freaking the streets of Twitter and the Xbox ecosystem mainly currently, uh, just because it's so seamless between PC and Xbox and whatnot. Uh, so if you want to send me a message, DM, whatever the case may be, um, I'll definitely get back with you. Um, not one of those guys that likes to dodge folks. Um, but also, every Saturday morning, like Boom mentioned, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, um, I do have a Saturday morning show. Um, we call it the Saturday morning cartoons, but um, it's a show that's non-console-centric. Um, it talks about everything going on in the gaming industry. Uh, Boom mentioned it many times. Um, we take that RTS approach. That's that real-time strategy where we pull ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map. We pull those resources together so we can build up that foundation uh, to reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. Um, other than that, boom, again, I want to greatly appreciate everything that you do for the community. Um, it's an exciting week that we're about to get into. A lot of hype that's going to be uh, ensuing. Again, um, no matter how, what the show ends up being, whether everybody gets what they want, whether we don't get what, what we want, um, it's going to lead up to some amazing conversations to be had. And uh, yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to the showcase that's happening about um, an hour now for with Jeff Keeley. So let's see what yep. there. Yeah, I mean, there should be something there for everybody. I mean, obviously, we're going to get to see Mortal Kombat. That has been confirmed. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Cyberpunk DLC as well. Yes, and that's confirmed as well. I'm hyped for that. Uh, 35 bucks is what it's going to cost. The the price, $34.99 for the, uh, and that's all all platforms, PC, uh, Xbox, PlayStation. So, uh, yeah, I'm buying that. I never finished uh, Cyberpunk, which... It's shame on me. I I, I definitely got to get back to it. Uh, that's, <laughs> what a great uh, game! But uh, but uh, well, thank you for being here, Steel. Super appreciate. Looking forward to What's your up? show on Saturday morning. And one bad mother, by all means, sell your brand. Talk about what you're doing, and more importantly, talk about Xbox era. Well, hey, uh, thanks again, Boom, for for having me on the show today. I did stay a little bit longer than I said I would because I got close to the end there. But uh, uh, always, always great to come on here and just talk with with you guys about, you know, it, it's just an exciting time in gaming. So I uh, appreciate the the, uh, the the break in uh, the crazy work week uh, to do that. But um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be starting my own channel here. So, uh, really, if somebody wants to follow me, the, uh, the best opportunity to do that is through Twitter, uh, for now, uh, I'll let you know more about the channel when it's ready to go, but, uh, follow my handles, mother underscore one M U T H A underscore O N E, uh, you know, and, um, you know, I appreciate all the opportunities that I had at, at Xbox era and I'm still friends with the guys there pulling for them. Uh, but you know, like I said, I'm going to be doing my own thing here for a bit and that's going to be my focus, uh, you know, in the, the near future. So look for that coming up sometime soon. Yeah. And we're looking forward to that. And obviously we're going to help you promote that uh, as much as we can on this channel, because you are a major part of the gaming community. You do deliver great and uh, forward thinking uh, conversation. And that's why we love having you on these shows. So thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's new episode of X-Vlog Live. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to all of the Super Chats that came in. There were a ton of them. 
And we are meaning my wife and I are incredibly grateful for the incredible support uh, through both uh, Super Chats and channel memberships. And of course, before we get out of here, I want to say something that is important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy gaming on. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Yeah.